Hello, welcome to episode 139 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird. And I'm with Colin McKay. Yes. See what I did there? You did, you yeah. back up. <laughs> Where are we tonight, Colin? Uh, back in the Raven. For the first time in about two months. Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a long time. Um, it's really weird, though, because we had concerns about been in Raven because there's some big football games on yeah. and we thought it was going to be really, really busy <laughs> and it's not. It's not busy it's at all, no. In fairness, the game kicks off at five o'clock, most businesses kick out at five, so maybe come five o'clock it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be busy. It'll fill up a wee bit, yeah. For the sports fans, who's playing? Rangers are playing Braga. Braga, who are uh, Portuguese team. Portuguese They're playing team. in Portugal. In Portugal, not, not, not here. Not yeah. here, not yeah. here. Um, yeah, it's been a couple of months we've been here. Been a while, hasn't it? Weather, yeah. time, money. Money. Travelling to yeah, just, 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 just bad again. Yeah, um, but we're back, and we're back with a boom. First thing you've been on for a while. Oh, you've been on the phone a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, recently, yeah. Been the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is weird. The, the phones, it's a different dynamic it's because they can't see each other, so you're like, kind of come in, come in, don't, don't. Yeah, well, that kind of you're waiting for. A yeah, 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 and it's, there's no visual cues. It's weird on the phone. Yeah, so very it's odd. Weird, phone. Yeah. What are you yeah. drinking tonight? Uh, cold time. Cold time, Maggie. I'm playing it safe tonight. Safe and cheap. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking Cascadian East from Stuart. Cascadian East. I think I've had before and first taste didn't jump on me, didn't like it that much, but as I've drunk, as you can see, I've drunk a bit more of it. Um, enjoying it more. Like it's it. a darker looking drink than so, you yeah. usually have. Yeah, you usually kind of tend to, same as me, have quite a pale. It has got a bit more of a, a dark body to it, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's nice. That's nice. A bit more refreshing than I thought it would be. Who's it brew for it? Stuart. Stuart. Stuart Rune. Thanks. Similar Scott, but anyone's Stuart, they've got Scott. Yeah, yeah, Scottish, haven't they? Everything. Yeah. If you're not Scottish and you're a Stuart, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so that's quite a nice one. I think I'm sure we've had it on before. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. It's quite a. It's on the rotation at the Raven quite a bit. Um, we'll start, as always, Mike on Mike. Mike, follow. Um, mm. The calendars this week were defeated, not by a football team though, oh. by the weather. By the mighty hurricane, oh shit, Dennis, Dennis, Clara, Kira, Clara, Clara, Clara yeah, everyone. Yeah. So they haven't played for about two weeks now since oh. they lost the game after they got through the top final. Oh, okay. so, I uh, take it, hurricanes and stuff. See, I in my head I think, would they affect smaller teams more? But then I think they're, they're smaller teams, you know what I mean? So they're like, fuck it, let's play anyway. I don't, I don't know which. There's a the fuck it, let's play anyway attitude to it, but a lot of times the pitch is not playable. It just, because there's not, there might be a guy looking at the pitch maybe once a week to like sort of maybe patch up a little bit. Whereas a team like, say, Man United have an army of people looking after it. It's pitch. maintained pretty much pretty constantly, yeah. yeah. Whereas um, a team like Camelier doing that, the lower league, um, or maybe one guy doing it in his spare time after work when he got the chance to make sure it's all, all well done. Here's a sweet wee story for you. Okay. Um, so my granddad, he used to be the groundsman for Ashfield Football yes. Club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to help out. I used to put up the nets and draw the lines oh, and stuff on the pitch. Why is it taking this long for you to tell this story? It just seemed relevant because we're talking about pitches and stuff. You're, you're very much a non-sporting man. Yeah, but I used to go every kind of Saturday and I would give me a shot of the chalk machine and oh, I'd be like, okay. up the nets and go and get all the balls and stuff like you that. You'd have an so obviously go and watch Ashfield again at any no. point? No. <laughs> I'm not interested in sport at all, but it was just a nice, it's like kind of nice. me and my granddad, do you know what I mean? Just kind of hanging out and me helping out. Ashfield, local club? Um, Rangers and Ashfield, yeah. Ashfield, you know, yeah. yeah, I've got, um, he willed me when he died, um, Kind of Rangers player from I'm going to say 60s, 70s, right. called Derek Parlane. Um, um, and there's this kind of maybe 10 inch high plastic figure that my granddad had that he right. painted in the colours of Rangers. All right. And he gave it to me when I was a wee tiny boy, and it was Derek Parlane, and I've still got it to this day. Right, okay. After we know who Derek Parlane is, Derek, yeah, much yeah. better Rangers historian than anyone. Yeah, and he's apparently was my favourite player when I was a kid. 
I'm to assume by associates of my granddad liked him. You've got a giant statue of him. And I like him, yeah. But yeah, there you go, so some, some Colin sporting memories. Right, cool. That's, I just, you watching sport just doesn't really, it's such an <laughs> odd idea of you watching sport. I know, I know. Um, I know. Yeah, it doesn't really fit. I kind of like you get angry and like singing along with a crowd around like that, kind of, mm. in that kind of way. No, I don't, I don't understand the, the, the pack mentality. Yeah. It's, it's not. You I'm can a, do it at a gig, you'll sing it at a gig. I'm a lone wolf. Yeah, <laughs> you sing it at a gig. Well, I'm, I'm quite self-aware, so I'm, I'm always quite kind of aware of, you know, singing and stuff like that. Do you that, not a dancer at a gig either? Oh, Christ, no, no, I'm not a dancer in any, any form. What about a bouncy person at a gig? Yeah, I'm more a tapper. Tapper? No, I'm a, I'm a bit of swearing? No, yeah, swearing tapper. Tapping the beat out of your hand? My pet hate at gigs, um, I think we spoke about this before, is these guys stand with an arm up, nodding their finger. That is, I, I, I actually see when I see people doing that. For me, it's more the guys who song comes on and in front of you, and you put the phone up to record the whole song, and it's like you're missing the fucking gig. Missing the gig, yeah. So no matter how good your phone is, how good your camera is, it will not be as good as watching this. You're missing, yeah. You, you, the experience is, you, is dripping off you yeah. because you're. I think I've got my rules usually six photo rule maybe that's uh, I won't take any more than that because I want to yeah. I photo the star photo the band if you get a full band photo yeah. then that'll do me I'm yeah fine. I want to see I want I'm, to see I'm, I'm embrace it yeah. yeah absolutely but I'm, I'm these the finger nodders that yeah. fucking winds me up so yeah. much I mean it really makes me angry yeah. next time you're at a gig now you'll see them and you'll be like oh you fucking bastards yeah they're not going to take people who stand at the back of the gig all the way through a support act and then as soon as they make one have this urge to get to the front and it's like yeah, I, I've earned my absolute here for an hour, mate. I've earned my place. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm standing is fine. You're not fighting your way through me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I think there's, it's sort of a, there is an etiquette, and it's slowly but surely dying off, isn't it? Yeah. People are just arrogant, rude, and obnoxious yeah. now, and it's just me, me, me. Oh, major penny again now is a stupid Glaswegian. Here we go, here we fucking go. Chant that happens now. Oh, where'd that come from? I have no idea. But it's, I've been maybe around for the last like five or six years, and it's like I don't. I'm even longer than that, basically. What the fuck is this? Where did this thing come from? Why is it relevant to uh-huh. the, the, the situation? It's like, it's, like, it's like a football chant type thing, but it's like I always get it at gigs now. I don't know where it's came from, but maybe at least I've noticed in the past every decade that every gig I go to, it's about it's metal, rock, punk, the occasional country folk gig that I, I head along to. <laughs> <laughs> it's to do this chant. To do this thing, yeah. Um, um, but we'll move on to movies. Movies. Uh, movies, yeah. that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, I've not watched anything at home this week, I've been very busy. Have you watched anything of interest at home? Yes. Um, Yes. Not, yeah. not, not much. I'm still watching this maze Picard. I kind of know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, what I've watched at home out with those, um, something that I probably should have watched long before now. Okay. Um, and I haven't, and eventually I got around to watching it, is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. What? I thought you would have been that been a Bible kind of film. Yeah, it, it, me as well. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that I've always been like, yeah, I really should watch it. I really should. And eventually... Um, I've worked my way from a pile of DVDs that I've got that's in there I watched Fear and Loathing in yes, Las Vegas I really enjoy it I really really liked it oh it's snowing outside it's snowing outside um, I really really enjoyed it a lot I embraced the madness of it yeah. um, Depp and Del Toro were just they're just gone and they're, they're yeah. so immersed with characters it is fucking unreal Gilliam's best film Fisher King still did he do 12 Monkeys as well? Did 12 Monkeys I'm a big too. fan of 12 Monkeys. Um, time Bandits as well. Not a good fan of Time Bandits, not a big fan of Time Bandits. We people, um, I never used to mind Time Bandits when I was younger, but now it scares me because yeah. we people. Um, Fisher King's my favourite girl in film. Fisher King's my favourite That's Rob um, Williams, isn't it? Rob Williams um, and Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, yeah. I'm talking about 12 Monkeys. I love the idea of 12 Monkeys, really clever. Baron Munchausen. 
Not a fan. He's not a fan. I've only seen it once in the first. It's an oddity of a fucking yeah. film. It's really weird. But um, yeah, Fear and Loathing was was proper committed performances. You can see that Depp, you know, has put in the legwork to, yeah. to, to the character because I think he hung about with Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave him his car and his clothes and stuff like that. I did was big pals with him, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he played, I think, he played him again in Rum Diaries. Yeah, which I've not seen yet, yeah. but he really got under the skin of the character, and you can, I think it, it comes out now. And Del Toro just loves his life. I, mean, I, play, I don't know what he's fucking saying half the time, but he just he, he's nuts. Doesn't matter how crazy a film you make, if you put Del Toro in it, it'll be infinitely crazier. Crazy, Del Toro I, is ah, absolutely. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. The other one I watched, I don't know if you've seen or not, and if you haven't, I think you really, really should. Is a film called Everything Is Illuminated. The animation. No. no. Directed by Lee Schreiber. Ooh, exactly. Um, it's based on a novel, um, and it's all about a character called the Collector, right. played by everyone's favourite Hobbit, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, goes back to I want to say the Ukraine um, to revisit his family and learn more about his dead grandparents. Right, okay. Um, on the journey, stops in Ukraine and gets picked up by. A tour guide who's a Ukrainian. This is set in the nineties. Right. In Ukraine, they're still stuck in the eighties. I still live a Soviet bloc. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the tour guide is this Michael Jackson loving, you know, kind of really funny, kind of wacky character. Would it be played by Taika Waititi now? Possibly. Yeah. Um. And their, their granddad, who is you know a curmudgeon old, uh. you know, kind of man. So they. Back on a journey to the old country, right? Okay, took up and you know, kind of revisit the past. It's got really, really funny moments, and then in the last 45 minutes, it becomes heartbreaking okay. as fuck to the point of you know, I'm gonna well up and cry at this movie. And um, it is wow, well, just it's a great, great film. Okay, and um, you need to leave, leave Shreebar. I don't, he's from. I think you got Ukrainian descent. Possibly, so he's from you know the, the, the kind of eastern. Schreiber is he is either he's Soviet bloc. Yeah, yeah and I, I think he, he really understands the source material people, and embraces it. Yeah. People and but as a director, I've never. I mean, I, I like him as an actor, but he, he's got a deaf touch as a director yeah. about him. He's worked yeah. with a lot of like interesting yeah, people, so he has um, he has got the. I don't think he stifles anyone's performances, no. and everything just breathes and moves naturally. Is he in it? No, no, that's, that's he, interesting. He's, he's not, he's not in it at all. But I'd never heard of this film, and it was Lorraine that said, "Watch it." And I was, you know, like I say, it, it's funny, it's heartbreaking, it's thought-provoking, it's relevant. Still, you know, it's just got all these things, and it plays to like Elijah Wood plays quite a quirky, oddball character, right. and Elijah Wood can do that shit. Oh, okay. He is, the, you know, it's like when you think about him, you know, some of the roles he's kind of played in the past, he is like, kind of quirky and all at times, and you know, like the kind of yellow bastard and Sin City stuff okay. like that, do you know what I mean? Um, and it just kind of plays to his his traits, best of all. Um, really, really good. Is it on Netflix, so, Amazon? I don't know, I've got it on DVD, so oh, you can have yeah. it if need be, but really, really worth watching. Oh, Leave okay. Shriver, sir, I have a whole new level of respect from the. I already had a respect from it anyway, yeah. but wow. Awesome, yeah. I'll look into Absolutely. that one. Absolutely, wow, amazing. I think that's me for home games. Yeah. Well, I have got a home game to talk about, but we'll talk in a bit more depth, because I told you to watch it. I'm looking at your face right now, I'm considering you did not watch you it. You know film. why I didn't watch it? Because it's got a, a film actually you don't like? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, the film is it's on Netflix, a Netflix release. Um, I think it's not Netflix produced, they bought it. It was made and then they bought it. But the person who directed it, um, got a relationship with. So the film is called The Last Thing He Wanted. Um, directed by Dee Rees, who directed the film Mudbound. Um, it was out, won a couple of Oscars um, two years ago. I think won Best Actress, I want to say, maybe something else. Um, and she also directed a film called Pariah. So, and that was a, that was Netflix's first release, I think. They got any sort of Oscar um, sort of recognition. Yeah, I think that came first in Roma. Right. Came then, obviously, the Irishman this year is like one or yeah. up for stuff. Um, so, it's... Plot is so convoluted to try to explain it. So the plot is that it's set during I think Nicaraguan purges in the 1980s. So there's been co- the Contras. Sandinistas. Yeah, and all the yeah, Contras yeah, also. Yeah. Um, Anne Hathaway, who you don't like, is investigating the Contras that she gets wrapped up with her dad, played by Robin Defoe. Robin Defoe does not have Anne Hathaway as a daughter. Um, she gets wrapped up in the whole world of the Contras and basically gets caught up in the whole drug dealing and everything and then she gets involved in the political aspect of it as well and she tries to survive that at the same time sort of reporting on it as well and trying to report on people's like plight when they're there. Okay, right. Okay. I'm, I'm actually more intrigued because okay. if you told me it was Nicaragua I'd have been more interested. Yeah. Um, so I think Anne plays a you Ben Affleck playing like a congressman, you've got Rosie Perez um, playing another reporter, uh, Willem Dafoe plays Anne Hathaway's dad, and Toby Jones pops up in a magnificent wig, as always. Um, it's very much a middling political thriller that never really takes off. It's trying to be Charlie Wilson's War or that one with Tom Cruise, who's American made. Yeah. It's trying to embrace sort of the. Try, you try to find the middle ground between the two of them and falls completely. Is it flat. drama? It's or drama, yeah, but it's, yeah. Not, it's, not enough, it's not got enough wit to be comedy. Yeah. Um, the plot is just. It's, because of the dialogue, it's just overly confusing and just convoluted to fuck, but you're just going, I don't actually know what they're talking about. I don't understand where they're going with this. Which, yeah, I, I get that because I think the whole Nicaraguan conflict. Um, it was a lot more relevant in the 80s and the 80s than it is yeah, now yeah. and it, you know, unfortunately things do become forgotten so uh, it is going to be lost if they're spouting out dialogue 100 miles an hour people are yeah your audience is like I don't you understand what's going on I don't um, care enough for I know what's the cast seem to be completely aware of the dialogue being utterly nonsensical and they're just trying to plow through it and they know I mean, you can see the night they don't know what they're saying they don't understand what they're saying makes any sense to this um, and because of that, it's just, I, just, I get so bored. I can see why Netflix picked it up because it's a prestige picture, you know, Hathaway, Affleck. The names of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have died in cinema. In terms of performances, though, because I mean, Hathaway is much. She's, one or two things I like her, but overall, I don't get it. Um, she is kind of hailed as a great actress of her times. Yes. Um, Affleck, we know, can act the four, yeah. so how did they hold up? The, the acting's not bad, by no means a terrible performance of any of them. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of Anne Hathaway, I know you don't, I know you don't but I like Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Um, we all like Affleck in different guises. Um, so they're all very strong, and Defoe always exceptionally strong. Um, so no one's bad in it, it's just the source material, the way it's forward in the way it's presented is very poor. Guess we're going back to George Lucas in, in a kind of weird way because it doesn't matter how you know it's written, the best actor can he make can shit can, Yeah, you can't make can. it sound better, you know what I mean? It, it's it, not, is what it, it is. sounds very sort of like um, poetic at times, it sounds, yeah. very, sort of, it sounds very big words and things like that, it sounds like it's very smart. But you try and break it down and figure out what the fuck is going on, I don't yeah. know what's going on, and that lost me. Yeah. Um, I don't like films that try and baffle. Does it yeah. do it to try and be clever? You know, it's um, trying to be clever, yes. Which I don't like. Do you know what I mean, it's like 
not everyone understands or was part of a kind of certain era genre. Do you know what I mean? Like right. sometimes it's okay not to dumb it down, but it's okay to. If you want to go the, 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 the whole vice route or the big shot route and put something on screen to explain it to me, that's fine. The only reason I knew what the hell was going on is I think because I've read a little bit about the Nicaraguan yeah, so yeah, yeah. And that's only if I've read a little bit. Yeah. If I'd read nothing about it, I'd be completely lost on it. Yeah. Out of ten, five. I'm really glad I never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you would not come through on this one for me. Five out of ten. Cool. Okay. Uh, next up, horror. You, you missed a horror film in the cinema this week. I kind of don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> The first one, because uh, I know it's the boy, isn't okay, it? Yeah, the boy. Bram's, Bram's the boy, boy too. too. I've not seen the original. Right, the original was a piss poor horror. I think I rated it three and a half, maybe four out of ten. Okay. Um, it's fucking dreadful. Well, the guy who directed it, William Brent Bell, is back. So he directed the boy, and also directed the film The Devil Inside. And what this film is again, it's a creepy ass doll that's found in the woods by a boy who's suffering a trauma after what happened to him and his mother. He's went mute. And he sort of communicates with the doll. The doll brings out some sort of communication in him. And the family keep it around, even when you go, that is a creepy ass fuck doll, get rid of it. Because as you do, Annabelle will also. And then as the film progresses, people get to realise the doll is possessed in some so way. What, doll, but, yeah. what I'm really curious, so maybe this will. So I'm not going to spoil I will spoil the first one, it's shite anyway. Um, but the kind of big reveal in the first one, if I remember rightly, is that it turns out the boy is actually a grown man living in the walls of the house. Yeah, that's not in this. Right, so the, the they've given you, like, not plausible, but it's like, okay, we get it. So this this one's basically, for, you know what, first movie, didn't matter. But it's just taking a whole different direction. The doll is Annabelle, essentially, now. It's an Annabelle. Doll. Right. Okay. okay. Better cast, though. Katie Holmes in it. Is the mate, do you like Katie Holmes? Uh, you've got Owen Yeoman, Yeoman um, who is in the Belco experiment, that one for the oh, office building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Christopher Convery plays the young boy, he is in Stranger Things, he plays the young Billy. And also you've got Ralph Emerson from The Witch, he's the dad in The Witch. Yes, he's a great actor. Great actor, yeah. He is. Um, also actor. in Chernobyl as well. So this actually starts relatively okay. It builds a bit of tension, there's a, a moment, but, uh, sort of a home invasion bit at the start, it's actually worked really well. A um, couple of jump scares, a couple of unexpected, a couple of pretty much telegraphed a mile away, you can see them. Um, but it very quickly runs out of steam because of the premise of like, the haunted doll doesn't scare that much. All you do is burn the fucking doll, get the doll, walk out the doll. Cut his head off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the premise of the killer doll isn't that interesting. So once you get past that, it's not creepy. Yeah. Um, they try and inject something with a tertiary character in the, in the film. They're basically the Ralph Innocent character that he's some way attached to, and he's sort of like possessed in some way by it, and he sort of like takes on the guise of it to try and add a bit more to it. But it never really comes in until no, no. the final like, sort of finale of the film. It sort of rushes towards an end. Heard that is shit to bed. The last one, oh, yeah, just yeah. completely just bottoms out. And, oh. oh dear, uh, this isn't. Yeah. So then it's completely muddled. It's too busy trying to set up a sequel as well, which it does. Do that, obviously. You know, this is, these things are cheap to make, they can rattle these out, no problem. It's a, it's a Bloomhouse idea. I don't understand though why they insist on in making sequels of movies that quite clearly are, you know, were, were pretty poorly received yeah. in the first place. Right. I get a sequel to something that's a bad movie but was well received, but not I a think bad the boy, movie that's poorly received. I think the boy done okay business on, like. Is it basically down to money? Regardless? Yeah, money. It, 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 that's it. It probably made minimal money back in the cinema. 
but it's done money, not money, but it's done viewings on Netflix or Amazon or no. so on. And based on that, they go, oh shit, like 50 million people watch it on Netflix, people probably correlate that into a certain audience on the screen. But they probably, it's not getting as many people think going to cinema to watch it. Um, yeah, just really average, very poor. Just never really takes off. It's hard, really hard to see a good horror film just yeah. now, isn't it? They're, they're in really, really short supplies just now. Um, yeah. But they're, they're fucking precious when you do find them. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last good one. Lighthouse. Was that a horror? That's a horror. That's we'll talk about it. I want to talk about it with you anyway, okay. on, on mic, because I want to, okay. I want well, to hear you we'll explain talk, shit to me. Well, I don't know, I can't explain it. We'll talk Lighthouse now. So you Wait, saw Lighthouse. Out, sorry, out of five? Out of ten? Uh, four. Out, out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was nailing that one. Um, for Bram, four out of ten. Why are you giving it a four? It starts with a promise. Right. Okay, so you are... I'm giving it some credit for the start, but the, the final... I mean, the first 20 is good, the final hour is bad. Yeah. Jill agrees. Jill agrees. So. She didn't see it, but she agrees. But she knows it's right. She knows it's right, yeah. yeah. I'm never wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went on the Lighthouse. Yeah, so I, I was talking to you about a Lighthouse um, a couple of weeks ago, because I'd seen it and you hadn't, and I was quite reluctant to kind of go into too much detail, because I felt there was something you had to just see to, to understand yes. why I was so... Excited, confused, upset, yeah. angry, worried, concerned about this film. Yeah. You've now seen The Lighthouse. I love The Lighthouse. It's fucking nuts. It's isn't absolutely it? mental. It's bonkers. It's more bonkers than say something like The Witch, and The Witch is pretty bonkers at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer The Witch over The Lighthouse, yeah. marginally, um, but it does the same. It's, it, it definitely commits to its period and commits to its time, which I think a lot of films who are trying to do that will always, in some way, falter. They'll try and change something up to make it more appealing to yeah. a a modern audience because for a lot of time the dialogue that um, the four is spouting is you've got to really concentrate oh on yeah it. you've got yeah, you can't yeah. just sit there and let it wash do you think I'm, I'm going to pretty much say that's perhaps the most committed performance I've ever seen honestly the four, it's yeah, pretty much I, up there I, yeah. I think so I can't really think of much more that it is is immersed in the character is that I mean, I mean the four did play Christ in a pretty committed way as well I know but it was in this he's just He's going down. Yeah, he's just. Ah, he's just. See well, the apparently bit. he was living like where, rather than going home to the hotel, but I read that. He had like yeah. a little fisherman's cabin next to the, the place he was staying in. That yeah. rather than going home. The bit that got me, and I don't. It's, this isn't a spoiler. Is see the bit where he's burying him. Yeah. And he's throwing air phone. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that, that's that's happening. Yeah. You can see the, the discomfort, yeah. and I'm like, he's. This is, you know, yeah. the vet just went do this to him, and yeah. the foes went, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And I was you know, at that point. That's when I realised I was like, this man has just totally went. Apparently, they didn't have much to do with each other on set. Like, yeah. And it's sort of like everything you see is what was like what that was at. So they yeah. do. kind of bring it up and kind of infuriate each other and drive each other crazy. That's it's genuine. It's not genuine, but it's, it, it's coming from somewhere. It's not. Yeah, just, the, the irritation is there. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's genuine. Aye. Yeah. Apparently, as well. I remember listening to the four in an interview. Who just he does not like been interviewed, by the way. Listening to his interview. But his approach to acting is almost the polar opposite of um, our parts. Our parts like the four very much the script is there. I learn the script. I, I bring something to it. The I and, and, and I go with that and I push that and I push it all I can. Whereas our parts wants to sort of like go in a different way. Wants to sort of like sit for hours with the director and talk to him and find out more. And you know, yeah. whereas the four is more of a you tell me what you want and I will bring something to I it. will do it but with my with my spin on it if you don't like yeah. it you tell me and I'll do something different yeah. I'm an actor I, I do what you tell me to do so the two of them kind of came to not fights but they came to, that was a sort of different approach to, to both aspects of the film right so it's time to ask you the big question uh-huh. so one theory I've got and again this won't spoil it right. so one theory I've got is that it's all the same three people so our part 
before. As, no, no, as the seagull character, who was the one that Arpat killed, and it's just gone round in an eternal triangle. That makes sense, yeah. What do you think? I don't... I, I, I'd buy that. So, I think 100 people could see here's what I thought, yeah. and I don't think at any point you could say no, because it's like... It's, it's more it's open, feasible. It's more of an interpretation than something like the witch, which is very yeah. much you know the story. The witch is it's all laid out there. Like, that yeah. is the devil. That is there is a witch. Yeah. Um, I know there's, there's. I mean, I know there's obvious parallels to the Prometheus legend and stuff like well, that. Well, that's that's what he says. That, that, yeah. That Prometheus death. But it is still so ambiguous. I mean, you can just you could think, does it mean this? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then two minutes later, no, it doesn't. And then, yeah. It just really got in my head in a fucking horrible way, and yeah. just you know, I was like bouncing about, and even about the end with it, the the light and stuff, and you look. Like, that was that's one of the amazing things I've seen in the screen. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at that light. And mermaid genitalia. That's a whole new thing. I'm that, not against it. Um, I, I don't think I'd ever given it any thought. Yeah. Until then, yeah, and do you know what? It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but give me your thoughts on it. I've kind of, as again, I'm, I'm. I've only watched it once so far, so I have to watch it again. Probably, yeah. I think they probably reconsider what I think about it. Um, at the time, I didn't, again, much, I didn't know why I liked it, but I know I did like it. Yeah. I appreciated what every actor was doing. I appreciated the cinematography. There's nothing but astounding on it. Um, the sound, the sound mix is amazing on it as well. That um, horn, horn, yeah. it kind of grates. Really, like, yeah. yeah. So, I'm unsure, but I mean, I did love it at the time I was watching it, but I'm, I'm, I've not formulated any sort of real ideas of it yet. I want yeah. to watch, watch it again. To, to go into that. I think even from the opening shot with the ship coming in, I think for the end, I was like, this is yeah. this is something special. Just yeah. for that first 10 seconds, I was well, like, right. It does make you want to do the guy, uh, Robert, Robert Eggers, directed it. Yeah. You, you want to watch his next film. Aye. You're, you're, it's like David Lowry. We both like David Lowry. We both like um, the guys on... Yeah, you'll yeah. be watching his next film. You don't yeah, want to not yeah. watch his films. Yeah, yeah. They've got you. They've got you already. Give us um, all. I give us all nine, nine, nine. Yeah, I think I was the same. Eight and a half, nine out of ten. Yeah. Um, it was just it, nuts. I don't quite know. It seems yeah. you. I don't know why I, I like it, it so much, but I was in. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you want to talk about Sonic now? Wait, wait till next week when I see it. No, I'll quickly talk about it. What do you think? It, Sonic the Hedgehog was um, infamously. Was uh, trailer was released I want a year to say ago. about a year ago, yeah. um, and it was mortified everyone because they had, they had Sonic with this weird kind of human mouth and teeth and stuff like that, and everybody went fucking nuts and said you cannot do this to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, the director listened, which wow, uh, went away, redesigned the character, released this film, and I think the early reviews. We're saying this isn't good. Yeah. Which I suspect is the people that seen the trailer, never seen the movie, and thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to kill it." Yeah. Um, I went to see the film with my nine-year-old son, and I was so pleasantly surprised. Did your nine-year-old like it? Because they have no idea what Sonic is. He really enjoyed. Who he knows what he's played Sonic. Yeah, he knows. Um, I was really, really taken aback by how good it was. Right. Uh, it's a fun kind of kids, family, fun film. Yeah. Uh, the plot you could write on your notebook. Okay. Um, you know. It, it, it's based on a video game. Ports are never, never fantastic. Um, the dialogue's cheesy. You know where it's going. It's much like the Detective Pikachu. There's no, there's nothing that you think. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I mean, you know every step. It's very formulaic, but it is done with so much heart and care and attention and love yeah. that it just it breathes its own kind of 
Aye. Preston draws you into it. Um, James Marsden. He's good. Great in it, absolutely. Okay. He's a good actor. Marsden gets overlooked a lot. Marsden's one of those guys, he can sing, he can dance, he can act, he can do comedy, action, but he's never really achieved the level of success he's going Yeah, which is a shame. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, kinda, he, he's got a, he a, like a, a charisma. He's a prototype Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He can yeah. do everything. everything. He can do yeah, he's, he's loads of charisma, and this film sells him really, really well. Um, whole cast, in fact, were great. Jim Carrey steals the show. And this is Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey yeah. for 15, 20 years ago. Because it's, it's a role made for him. It's a bigger than life. And he, em, he embraces, he, he, you know, and like Ace Ventura embraces, oh. he just throws fucking everything out the window and goes and nuts. Yeah. Um, I remember his last funny. He's, he's, almost, he's almost in that um, Eddie Murphy idea, like he's not been funny for so yeah, long. Yeah, he's kind of lost that wee bit and he got shot and all that. Yeah. No, he's, he's funny in this, he, you know, if, if you don't like Jim Carrey, you'll hate it yeah. because it's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey at his maddest, but no, it's really great. Um, I was so, so taken about that and proper smitten by it. Um, there was also a wee end credit scene, so when you go and see it, end credits okay. that made me smile so, okay. so good. That me, Better tales, I mean, that's all I'm saying. It made me so happy, okay. so deliriously happy. Um, but I would give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Easily. I mean, we'll see this Easily. Week. And the reviews now, after the backlash of the early leak trailer, are up and up I, and up. And it's it's getting, not a perfect film, but it's enjoyable. No, it's getting love, and I think a lot of people are saying what I'm saying about it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's not a game changer, but it's got bags and bags it's of It's probably heart. way better than it ever should have been. Far better than it ever should have been. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right. looking forward to seeing it. I genuinely think you'll enjoy it. I look forward to yeah. it tomorrow. Uh, last film, Dog Food. It's been very well now. Um, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. What a uh, shitty name for a film. It's a terrible name for a film. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we'll get to the title in a minute. Directed by Kathy Yan, who did a film called Dead Pigs a few years ago, which had Zazie Beats in it. Kind of a whole buff Really good. Never seen it. Interesting film. The plot of this film is Harley Quinn has broke up with a Joker. She is now op- it's now open season on Harley Quinn because now she's not the Joker protection. Everyone's either after to kill her or, or want to use her in some way. Yeah. If you're trying to navigate Gotham City to get away from all the people that try to kill her and try and basically get free of all shit that's happening to her. Along the way, she essentially recruits all she is recruited by the Buzz of Prey. They all kind of fall together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the film, Michael Robbie plays Harley Quinn again, reprising a role from Suicide Squad. Rosie Perez, second mention on this week's pod, plays policewoman, I can't remember her name. Policewoman? Yeah, <laughs> Naila Vis Winstead plays the Huntress. Uh, Jernay Smollett-Bell plays the... the uh, Siren, eh, not Siren. Um, Black Canary. Black Canary. Is it, yeah? Yep, and Hugh McGregor plays the baddie. The Black Mask. Black Mask. And Ella J. Basco plays the young... Who does she play? The young girl. Oh, who plays Zaz? I don't know who plays Zaz, it's a completely non-actor. I don't, oh, I don't really okay. know from anything. Sure. Um, I feel like it's alright. It's solid, but completely unspectacular, and it really is a vehicle for Margot Robbie to show the screen. It's made for her. And I'm not a huge fan of her Harley Quinn interpretation. Yeah. So I think if you like her Harley Quinn interpretation, you'll enjoy it a lot. If you're less, if you're more sort of positive cartoon Harley Quinn, which I think me and you both are, you maybe don't like it quite as much. I think I found her take on Harley Quinn abrasive. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Robbie. Again, we'll be, I'm not going to go over all yeah. the we, we, both yet to be convinced. This character she plays is abrasive, so I've got something that I don't really kind of play the character like. that I don't really like, yeah. and I think that's my downward spiral for this yeah, one. Agreed. Give me your bad points first of all. Now, 
Um, not enough of the Birds of Prey. Yes. It's very much, it should be called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Um, villain, not enough to be interesting. He doesn't really seem that threatening for most of the films. Fine, McGregor, Sue McGregor, and I think he tries with what he's got, yeah. he embraces it, you know, he's got that kind of crazy he's smile doing, of his. He's doing David Tennant from Just the Jones. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah not far from, which isn't a bad no, kind of way it's to go. Cool, yeah, um, and I do think he tries, and I think maybe it was the best thing in it, but again, you can only do so, so much with what, what you've got, got. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's his problem. Um, I did think some of the things were fun, well put together, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, the second half is a lot more enjoyable than the first half. It seems to, it takes a long time to get going, get moving, mm. it seems to go back itself too much, so mm-hmm. the first hour of it, I'm kind of going, like, this is long. Yeah. Once it gets moving later on, it's actually, it's not so shabby, it's actually alright. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a bit, a bit dull by it. Yeah. I looked at my watch more than I should have. I think the problem is, is we've seen this formula with Deadpool. Yeah. Um, it should have been like, wow, you know, first person, this is really yeah. quirky and snappy, and it's like, I've seen this, Deadpool's done it, do you know what I mean, Deadpool 2's done it, this Deadpool kind of nailed, you know, the, the kind of fourth wall stuff, Deadpool yeah. 2, post it, this comes along and you're like, yeah. you know, you're not doing, you know, you're not making a fourth wall, Better worse than the uh, Suicide Squad. Weird one, because... Have you seen the Suicide Squad director cut? No. Right. That makes Suicide Squad, I would say, 40% better. So it's up to 40%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes, it makes, if you watch it, it does make a lot. It gives it a kind of... Because it, it restructures. Right, I know okay. your big bugbear rate is, is how... They've just seen characters twice. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually does restructure. And you look, yeah, that works better. Um, um, probably on a par with Suicide Squad, not as good as Suicide Squad director's cut. Right. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm saying as you. Like, I've been in, and I, I honestly can say, I maybe raised a smile once. There was no, no laughing. Every joke was just like crash. Agreed. Crash, yeah. I'm almost exactly the same. Um, the cinema, don't anyone laughed yeah. when I was there. Either, so. I think when I was watching it, I, I let it wash over me. I enjoyed it. When I was watching it. The season of the cinema, five minutes. I'd almost forgotten every scene in it. That's that's the problem. I'd forgotten everything that happened in it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd nothing really stuck out to me at a moment ago. Oh, that was something that was sticking in the memory. I did like the hyena. The hyena was funny. Not in it enough. Um, I liked the only. I liked the fight scene in the police station with the, the gun. The gun. That was cool. It was well done, yeah. but it's not going to live in the memory. Well, no, the long. action scenes were, were well done. Yeah. But if you put great action scenes in an average film, then yeah. it doesn't make a better film. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think I rated it. Um, I think I gave it a five, a five, possibly a six. But I think I went say five. Um, I gave it six and a half. I gave it five and a half up to six. So. Six and a half. Yeah. I think there's moments it's, it's trying hard, and it's you can see what you see the potential what it is there, but it just ultimately it's, it's never really delivers overall. I think what's frustrating in Marvel as well, they do go as well as. You've got source material, years of it. I mean, yeah. you know, that this shit is folklore now. I mean, you've got source material that's so rich to be mined, and they keep churning out this nonsense. Yeah, and it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, how can you take these fucking amazing comic book stories? Do you know what yeah. I mean, like, you don't need to. They're even to the script. I mean, you yeah. just need to take that and put it on the screen. How can you get it so fucking wrong? It's so many nice. times. I also feel they should really talk to the comic book guys more. 
yeah. and let them yeah. try and help structure the story. Well, I have them as consultants, so I, 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 maybe, I don't know the kind of ins and outs of Hollywood and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah it just amazes me how there is so much raw material, material out there. Yeah. And I mean, Marvel have kind of nailed it a few times. DC stuck it up short. Yet to land the gold yeah. medal. Yeah, but Aquaman and stuff like that was... Aquaman threw a lot at the screen. Yeah. yeah. Didn't it? It did, yeah. Um, it shouldn't be that fucking... Oh, I agree, I agree. It should be easier than that. This should have been more of a kind of like a Harley Quinn film and you saw the buzz of prey coming into it, which it doesn't really do. It's because of the title you're not expecting more buzz of prey-ness. Yeah, you don't. They, yeah. they, they, they are just, you know... Tangential. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't... If they weren't in it... It wouldn't make any fucking difference to that film. So you're saying this week the films you go and see is Sonic? Yeah, yeah. honestly. Honestly, honestly. Honestly. It's weird that it is, yeah. Who the fuck 15 years ago you've been saying Sonic the Hedgehog is a good film? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's fucking nuts. Um, that's us for this week. So next week we have out, it's still out, it's a call of the wild, Harrison Ford of Dogs. Which we hear good things about. Greed is still out, the one with um, Alan Parr. Yeah. I think it looks quite good. Um, Parasite is still out. we've not seen Parasite you've not seen Parasite I want to see, I see it when we talk about it yeah. um, I'm going to go see Sonic the Hedgehog yes. new out this week we have The Invisible Man which the trailer is horrible but the Didn't reviews have no the reviews for this film are cannot wait like I said, Lee Winnell directs it. He directed Upgrade, one of my favourite films. Who's the girl that's in it? The girl Elizabeth Moss. She's, I think she's maybe, because I've seen her in all stuff and she's that, good. Girl, that girl can fucking She's in Handmaid's Tale, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, Dark Waters is out. Which I really want to see. Yeah. Ruffalo doing his, yeah. basically civil action 20 years later. Against the town getting poisoned yeah. by... The different thing is, he is supposedly, he's invited, he's, he worked for the corporations. He normally tries to get him out of doing stuff. So he's ah. like... He's on our side. Right. And you've also got Downhill, which is a remake of a Swedish film, I think, called Force yeah. Majeure, so it's yeah. interesting. And also the true history of the Kelly gang. Right, this is the, this excites me. Do you know why? Why? George McKay. George McKay playing Nate Kelly. This this boy yeah. is is yeah. captivating me. Like I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, guilty for my feelings towards this boy. Okay. Um, he is he, a boy. He really does... does I think he's... If he doesn't become a, a big star and win an Oscar in the next five years... Yeah. I will buy around for everyone the fucking Keep it away when you're watching Truth for the Kelly Gang, almost none of it they're telling you is true. Oh, so, no, I, yeah. I, I, of course. Um, I think there's elements um, in there that are. Elements of truth, but. You're never going to get the truth. But. Uh, Looks good. I don't know, the boy just he fascinates me. I'm intrigued by him as well. I'm yeah. really, really. We'll talk about it next week, we'll tell you how they got the, how they got the gang together. It's a good story. Um, tell people where you can find us. You can find us in the Raven, watching the football. Yeah. <laughs> Usual haunts, three beers in the movie at Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, we're on Facebook as well. So look us up, give us thoughts, let us know how we're doing, how you are doing, what you think of our films, what you think of your films, talk to us. Yeah. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and you've been. Three beers in a movie.